Are you ready for the joke? I'm ready for the joke. Give me the joke. Are you re- are you reading it, Curly? No, I'm only reading the question. Give me. I, I... Okay. okay. What happened to the skeleton who stayed by the fire for too long? Uh, he burned up. He became bone dry. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. I forgot what I wrote. <laughs> well, hello, all you ghosts and ghouls. Boo to you. I'm Bree. And I'm Paul. And this is Signal 25 Halloween Edition. Woo. I mean, woo. <laughs> well, first of all, we just wanted to say thank you for everyone that listened to our first episode. It's super exciting to have it out and also yeah. to have people listen to it. That was a nice surprise. That was um, such a surprise. We had like four times the amount of people that I thought would listen to it. We're not going to tell you that number, but... <laughs> because by the time it goes up, it may be maybe more. Yeah, hopefully more. Um, but yeah, we're excited that you're back listening to episode two, hopefully. Well, if you're listening to this, then uh, you're listening to it. There it is. So we have a lot of news this week. And in the theme of Halloween, it's all pretty scary. <laughs> <laughs> not like scary fun though kind of scary sad but not the kind of scary sad that you're maybe thinking of so that's good yeah no one died so what's uh what's number one what's the the first scary thing well something very close to our hearts they are closing most of the housing complexes for the disney college program all but one so it, i mean it makes sense if you think about it because you know having a whole bunch of people all around is just not a great idea. And I mean, there's nothing more get a bunch of people together than basically college dorms where all of your employees live. And if one of your employees gets it, now all of your employees have it. So it does make sense. It makes sense. But the thing is, is that they closed Patterson Court, Chatham, and the Commons. And you would think if they were going to close any, they'd close Vista. Especially because Vista is the oldest and like the least well kept up it's a dumpster it it's complete trash so vista is the closest to the parks and i think really just all of the resort in general but there is a purpose they are building a new housing complex called flamingo crossing which hypothetically was supposed to open in 2021 but yeah i don't think that's gonna happen yeah no idea when the college program will even begin to come back so who knows but when it does come back there will be a brand new housing unit so you're either gonna get flamingo crossing which is gonna be brand new shiny beautiful and huge or you're gonna get vista which as someone who personally lived in vista yikes so sorry if that's the case because it's disgusting it's not that bad just old Mm. Okay, old and dirty. Yeah, we only had one washing machine that worked out of six. Okay, that's not great. We had a fridge in our living room. Uh, one thing about Flamingo Crossing, so I believe there's actually going to be like a whole shopping complex over there as well. It's actually to the west of Animal Kingdom. Currently on Disney's property, I don't think there's anything west of Animal Kingdom. It's way out there and there's just nothing else around it. So it's possible that it becomes a big area, but at the moment there's just nothing over there. Which might be nice because it'd be quiet and closer to property, which is both pluses. It'd be closer to certain parts of property, but it's most likely further from like Magic Kingdom. Right, which is already a pain to get to if you're a CP, so... It's kind of just a pain to get to, full stop. Okay, yeah, no, you're right. But 
we're too old for that now, so that doesn't matter. <laughs> In less spooky news, uh, there was a trailer for uh, Raya and the Last Dragon. Raya? Raya? How do you say it? Raya. Regardless, there was a trailer for it, and it was good, and I liked it. It was good. I had really not known anything about it. I kind of just knew it existed, and that was it. So when I watched the trailer, I was enthralled. Like, I think it looks awesome. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. Uh, the trailer looks like Moana and Mulan and Laura Croft from Tomb Raider mixed together, and that sounds pretty awesome. So it does. And I'm excited just for new content in general. Yeah, I just I want to see a movie again, ever. Yeah. I don't really have any desire to go to a theater at the moment, but no. I do want to see new movies. So They have um, Soul coming out soon, though, on Disney+. Plus. Soul is coming out Christmas Day on Disney+, Plus for free. Like, actually really free this time. God bless. I mean, if you consider having a Disney Plus subscription free. But I would also like to note that I would have paid for Soul. Yeah, I was trying to think of movies that I would like actually be interested in paying 20 to $30 for, and I, Soul was one of the ones that I came up with. The other yeah. one being uh, Black Widow. Oh, I would pay for that as well, yeah. But yeah, not Mulan. <laughs> That's for sure. No, probably not Mulan. Especially, I think the biggest problem for me with Mulan was I might have considered watching it, but they've said like before it came out for purchase, hey, this will be on Disney Plus for all subscribers in December. So I was like, okay, I can wait the three months or whatever it is. And if I decide I want to watch it, then I can go watch it. And don't be like Brie, who bought Frozen 2 on Amazon the night before it came out on Disney Plus. Didn't they say it was coming out on Disney Plus? No, remember it was like a surprise drop? I don't remember that, but I believe you. Oh, yeah, where it was just suddenly like, Frozen 2, here, it's a pandemic, we want to make you happy. And then I was like, I just bought that. All right, I am a dual owner of Frozen 2 now. It's one of the many disappointments of this year, it's fine. That's the biggest disappointment you've had this year? I said one of the disappointments. (laughs) It wasn't cheap for a movie stream. Another happier news, okay, happier depending on who you are, is that they're redoing the welcome signs at Walt Disney World. I think they look great. First of all, I'm not going to fully judge it until I see it in person. Because we all know digital renderings are not what it's actually going to look like. Definitely. In fact, if you want proof of that, they one of the first things Disney ever like digitally rendered to decide if they should do it or not was the uh, Leave a Legacy giant slabs in Epcot. The pillars oh. in front of Spaceship Earth that made it look really weird. And they looked at that and went, yes, this is a good idea. And then did it. And it mm, didn't. Well, now they're gone anyway. So rip to them. I do like the sign, like the, I like the new, like the banner under the like Walt Disney World. It's being like, it's changing to happiest place on earth, right? Or no, most magical place on earth? It would be most magical. I don't know, because I really love the phrase where dreams come true. Like when you're driving under the sign, like I remember the first time I drove under a Walt Disney World sign and I saw like Walt Disney World where dreams come true. And it's just like such a selling point. But that, like, I don't know. I don't feel like they needed to brand it as the most magical place on Earth. Because, like, Disneyland's already the most the happiest place on Earth. And so I feel like, I don't know. I feel like you don't need to be two things on Earth. I'm just happy that they're finally getting their color scheme out of the 90s. Because I think that looked really dumb. I also really loved the color scheme of the old one. Um, In nostalgia, like, I'm not a very nostalgic Disney person. Like, obviously, I didn't go a lot as a kid. So, like, I don't have that. But, like... 
there's something about that sign like that is the same sign you saw on all the pamphlets growing up and everything else and that was like the sign I dreamed of from the time I like understood what Disney World was so like to see it change is is sad yeah I mean change is sad and hard but I think in this particular case it's a win I'll wait till it's done and then we can revisit this idea once I've seen it in person and driven under it like a hundred times to decide if I like it or not you're just gonna like drive around loop in a loop property yes that's the kind of disney people we are we've spent enough time there that we can just drive around in a loop they're like yeah parks whatever been there done that let me see this new sign though literally last time i visited there was a point that like the people i was staying with they're like just want to drive through property i'm like yeah <laughs> i just want to feel something but i don't want to don't want to go into a park no way uh-uh. i feel bad enjoying disney springs as much as i do but like that's where most Disney of the Springs. stuff that I haven't done happens. So and it's the best quality food at Disney World. Yeah, I think it is one of the best places to eat in Disney. Just full stop. Yeah, and it's free parking. And free parking. And actually I one of the things that I love about the parking lot, let me go on a on a little <laughs> bit of a tangent, just a little bit. One of the things I love about the parking at Disney Springs is that there's the little lights up above to tell you if the spot is empty or not because yes. so often there's those tiny little cars and you're like oh i'm gonna take this spot behind this big van but then no it's just a tiny little car and there's no way to tell until you get there but they have the like sensor or whatever and it lets you know how many spots there are and also when the spot is actually a spot no i really love that also top of the orange garage is like one of the best views in that area like standing up there and just looking around, especially at sunset, gorgeous. Moral of the story, more people should go to Disney Springs, but not right now. Not right now. <laughs> In a year or two, we'll make it the most popular place, that's for sure. Back to the kind of sad, scary part of the news. It came out today that within the layoffs of the 28,000 cast members that a bunch of shows were cut at Walt Disney World, some of them being my favorite shows at Walt Disney World. They cut and fired all of the actors of Hoop-dee-doo Review, which, dear God, is one of the best experiences at Disney. Sad about that. I see your Hoop-dee-doo and I will raise you one Monsters, Inc. laugh floor, which unfortunately also got cut. Yep. Okay. Um, yeah, but I'll raise you a Festival of a Lion King, which also got fired and cut. I'm not going to raise you anything, but also Finding Nemo, the musical. It's fine. It's it's whatever. Finding Nemo is the one I'm probably the least sad about. Not not to say it's not a great show and the people performing in it are incredibly talented. I've never seen it. What? Well, now I never will. Look at that. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I haven't seen it in 10 years. About 10 years. To be fair, if I hit Dak in the morning, it is to get on all the rides that are going to be longer wait times later in the day. And so by the time I'm done ride hopping, it's usually like the last show of Finding Nemo because it doesn't go that late in the day. So what you're saying is you go straight to Pandora and then you do the safaris and then you do Everest. And by then it's like five o'clock. Does it go that late? I have no idea. I just that's about how long those four rides take. Oh, yeah. I was like, I'm pretty sure the last show is at like two o'clock. That's why. Yeah, I think like latest, it's probably like three. Yeah. So to be fair. I've tried to see it, but I just never, just like I've never seen the bird show at Animal Kingdom, which actually probably won't exist either. Is the bird show still up-themed? I know they did that for a little while, but then it sucked. It 
still is. Well, this last time I was there, it still was. And wasn't running then. It was down for the day. So shows you how much they love it. But also among the cuts was the Citizens of Hollywood, which I love the Citizens of Hollywood. I will go to Hollywood Studios just to watch them. Citizens of Hollywood, as someone who has worked at Hollywood Studios, Citizens of Hollywood are one of those things that are super easy to cut because no one is like, oh, I really need to go see the Citizens of Hollywood. But they're also one of those things that I think really make it a like truly Disney experience and just kind of mm-hmm. add that extra special something. Yeah, I mean, it's the same idea as like the trolley show in California Adventure. Yeah, really any of those streetmosphere characters who just walk around and they're not, you know, Mickey Mouse or Tinkerbell, they're just you know, someone who lives in, on Hollywood Boulevard or Main Street or whatever. It's sad. And those are very Disney-esque things, for sure. I think about the mayor of Disneyland a lot. Notable. Notable dude. He's probably out of a job, too. Okay, anyway. Uh, that's sad. Um, you know, I think uh, a lot of people have been made on- honorary mayor of Disneyland. Does that make them now full mayor of Disneyland? <laughs> Absolutely. They're just going down the list. They're just going to have to go. Is it mayor by committee or is it like you take a turn, you get to be mayor for a day? I think take a turn mayor for a day. Okay. That seems a lot lot better than committee. Yeah. Although it seems chaotic. Yes. Um, I would also just like to reiterate that we may joke about these things, but we are very sorry to cast members who are losing their jobs. Um, We know how special Disney is, and we know how special those jobs are, and we are sad to see these things happen, but hopeful that things will get better and that these things can come back. Yeah, absolutely. It is a tragedy that people are losing their jobs, especially if, you know, they haven't done anything to deserve that, which they certainly haven't. So that is one of the worst things that can happen. So our hearts go out to those affected. Absolutely. And on a lighter topic, because we do want to keep this happy Disney and have this be a thing that does bring Disney happiness to people, even if we trash talk some of your favorite things, um, we're going to talk about Halloween in the parks. Ooh, because Halloween at Disney is probably the thing that brings me the most serotonin in the world. Like, there has never been anything that makes me feel, A, happier, or B, like a giant child more than Disney at Halloween time. So, we should talk about it. Let's do that. I definitely have a lot fewer and certainly a lot less strong (laughs) opinions than you do. I would like to point out we did this episode purely because I insisted that we talk about Halloween for an hour, because... It's my favorite holiday. So thanks, Paul, for humor. We basically just needed an outlet for her Halloween obsession, especially this year when she can't, you know, go out trick-or-treating as an adult. Hold on. I haven't gone trick-or-treating in a long time. Stranger danger. Thank you. Yes, that's the problem with trick-or-treating this year. Yes. But this is the first year I haven't been in a Disney park for Halloween in three years. And that's, it's hard. Okay. It's hard. I'm upset about it. Okay, um, so let's talk about fireworks. First fireworks. of all, fireworks. I would just like to preface this with we are going to talk about the good fireworks at Disney World and then the current fireworks at Disney World <laughs> because there, there's a difference. And then we'll also talk about Disneyland's, which are the superior as always. That's an interesting way to say worse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so Halloween Screams at Disneyland, we've both seen this show. Sort of. You've seen the show I've seen from the park I've seen it from like a rooftop somewhere well what did you think from the rooftop 
I mean, I've seen enough Disney fireworks shows to, you know, never have to see one again. It's cool. It's impressive. And that's about how I feel about it. The problem with fireworks shows anymore is if you're not looking at it from Main Street, you're really missing a lot of the experience. You're not hearing the music. You're not hearing all you know anything. But also you're not seeing you know whatever is on the castle, whether it's projected or just lights. You're not seeing what's on Main Street. You're not seeing you know when they do the holiday stuff, um, the snow or whatever. I will say the benefit to Disneyland when it comes to fireworks is that they project it multiple places in the parks, so you can see it on Main Street, Small World, and then the Matterhorn. So like, I feel like at Disneyland, you can be various places and still not miss the experience of the fireworks. So because I usually this was the first time I've ever watched Disneyland fireworks on Main Street. Um, When I saw the Halloween ones last year, usually I watch them on It's a Small World because it's all my favorite things. It's fireworks, it's small world. It's just it's in a package right there in front of me. And that's all I need to be happy in the world. So Disneyland's fireworks, spoiler alert, if you've never been to Disneyland and you want to be surprised the first time you see their Halloween fireworks, you're going to want to skip this part because I was surprised. I went into it. I made sure not to watch any videos. I didn't read any blogs. I went into it totally blind. And let me tell you, I cried through the whole fireworks show. This is not a new sensation for you, though. It's not like it was so amazing because Halloween. It was just, it was a new Disney fireworks show that you hadn't seen. And because that was the same year that Disney World displayed a new fireworks show and they got rid of Hallowishes. And Disneyland uses the Hallowishes soundtrack in their fireworks. And the second it started, I lost it because I never thought I was going to see Hallowishes put to fireworks ever again. And yet there it was, right in front of me. Exactly as you remembered it. And also, Zero flies across Disneyland, which is pretty cool. Zero the dog. From, like, Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, Yeah, I thought you were saying that there were zero flies anywhere in Disneyland, and I was not going to believe that. No, like, Zero the dog flies across Disneyland. Yes, I understand. Okay. And then there's the new Not-So-Spooky show at Disney World. It's called Not So Spooky. I can't. It is called. Cannot believe it is called Not So Spooky, especially because it happens during Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween party. Yeah. So whoever came up with that, I'm personally firing you because that's dumb. Um, but it has a giant Jack Skellington puppet that dances in front of main st- in front of the castle. Apparently, once again, I refused to watch it last year when I went because I was very mad about Hallowishes still. So, I rode Space Mountain instead. Halloween Space Mountain, potentially an unpopular opinion. Not that great. I did not get to do it in Disneyland. Did you? Do they have not have uh, Halloween Space Mountain in Disney World? They do, but it's just a hundred percent black. Like they just turn off all the lights. Oh, well, that's. And let dumb. me tell you, I've never been so sick on Space Mountain in my <laughs> life. So not a fan because it's just dark. Like there's no lights except for there's one emergency light at the bottom. Like you can see the emergency light if they evac and you had to walk under the track. And so like that's the only light though. And it just makes me nauseous because you're in the dark and you're moving all over the place and jostling you. And it would be worse in Disneyland, though, where Disneyland is basically just a giant toilet. You just keep going down and down and down and down in a spiral. That's true. That'd make you I haven't really done nauseous. Disneyland's Space Mountain very often. I think I've done it like four times total. I prefer the cars in Disneyland, but I prefer the attraction in Disney World. Yes. If you could combine the two, it would be a great ride. Yes. Speaking of cars, I just want to do a little tangent on Cars Land at Halloween time. Yes, it's so good. It is so good. It is probably the best decorated anything ever. Nothing, nothing beats Cars Land at Halloween time. 
No, it's so cute. Like the cars in their costumes, they put faces on the cones to make them look like jack-o'-lanterns. And then the ride at Luigi's Tires where you like dance around and spin around is to Halloween music. And they re, well, re-theme is a little bit much. They changed the music and put some skins on the tractors in Mater's Junkyard Jamboree. And they yes. rename it Mater's Graveyard Jamboree. That's so good. I can't with Cars Land at Halloween. It, I have, like, I say I've never been happier than Disney at Halloween. But, like, the first time I saw Cars Land at Halloween, it changed my life. And they have the best Halloween food in Cars Land. So they have fire mac and cheese, which is super spicy mac and cheese in a black cone. Super awesome. Um, they have green slime churros, which never had a Disney churro until that one. Fun fact. And it was super yummy. And the music is fun. And all the added touches of like eyes watching you are fun. There's also a Shaboom moment in Cars Land. They have a special one for Halloween that is different oh it's very cool because i've seen the regular one no but i've this never one's, seen the this one's different one. i've only seen the the halloween one so i haven't oh. seen the regular one i mean i've seen videos of it but yeah i've seen the regular one but i haven't seen the halloween one because we were on we were on the ride when it happened which was also really cool being on the ride and watching all the like awful lights come on it was really cool yeah i love the lights in cars land they're so cool they're so cool like i used to not like cars land a ton because we'd always go during the summer, and there's no shade. Yes, that is true. Okay, I will give you that. That is the one bad part of Cars Land. Everything else is amazing after they replaced the whatever the dumb Luigi ride was. The old one was terrible. The new one is, I'm sure, fine. I haven't been on it, but I, I think it's fine. The new one's so much fun. It's probably one of my favorite rides in California Adventure. It's so much fun. The old one was one of the worst rides I've ever been on, Disney or otherwise never been on it and i'm now i'm glad i didn't <laughs> yeah cars land in the summer when you're waiting for your fast pass time and like you have nowhere to go and there's no shade and it's 100 degrees because it's los angeles and that's my only quarry with cars land but back to halloween the two parties at the parks are oogie boogie bash at california adventure and not so scary at walt disney world so when i was there two years ago i think it was two years ago Oogie Boogie Bash was at Disneyland Park. So I don't know if that's a permanent thing. Yeah, I don't know what the... I was going to say, because last year it was at California Adventure. Yeah, so I know that they've at least once gone kind of back and forth. I could be wrong. Maybe it used to be at Disneyland. I I don't remember exactly how it worked. Well, it used to be called Mickey's Halloween Party. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, and that was at Disneyland, and then last year it changed to Oogie Boogie Bash and moved to California Adventure, because California Adventure closes early anyway. Well, earlier. Yeah, Oogie Boogie Bash, I know nothing about it. I... I did not go. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't either. Well, we went on a night that there wasn't one on purpose, so that we could go to California Adventure later. But um, I've heard it's really fun. I've heard it has great food. I follow a couple bloggers that went to it last year. There's a lot more interaction with villains. Like, it's kind of like a villain trail where you get candy and the villains are there. But other than that, I know nothing about it. The Oogie Boogie at the entrance to California Adventure talks to you. He does. It's like a big giant 
sign or whatever, then he talks to you. It's pretty fun. I mean, it's all pre-recorded, but also if you go after dark, he starts talking on um, the Carthay Circle. Oh. Yeah, he like lights up and there's like lightning and all the trees start to flash and then it like he comes up the Carthay Circle and like starts talking, which is really cool. So don't know if that happens during the party, but it happens all the time, so you can experience it on another year during Halloween. Um, but Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party at Disney World is probably my favorite thing I've ever done at Disney World. Like, it's about a hundred bucks and it's worth every penny. And by about a hundred bucks, I think you mean like a hundred and fifty bucks. No, um, depending on when you go. So I've gone both early in October and late October. Um, early October was ninety-eight fifty for the ticket, and late October was one twenty-five. Both weekends, I would like to point out. So it's not to for the amount of time you get to spend in the kingdom the amount of rides that are still open and the amount of perks you get for the party i think it's totally a worth it experience well and there's so few people in the park right comparatively that you know you could almost just skip the park day that day and if you're willing to forgo all the different fun stuff which if you're doing this probably you shouldn't but yeah that's usually well the first year i did it we decided to go to dac for six hours first and then go to nasa's gary would not recommend um because nasa's gary you get to the park about five o'clock and then you don't leave till about 1 30 in the morning like by the time you get back to your car so it's a full park day in itself just it starts at five o'clock yes so um but it's really fun it has my favorite thing in the whole world which is the boo to you parade and I love Boo to You. It's so fun. It's so happy. I have the soundtrack downloaded on my phone. Bria, I have a hot take. Are you ready? Are you ready? Yeah. I don't like parades. I knew that, though. See? Yeah, I mean, it's not that hot of a take. And it's not, it's not that Boo to You is not a particularly good parade. It definitely is. But being a good parade, in my mind, is like being water that doesn't taste as bad as Florida's oh, water. Oh, wow. Okay, there it is. You know, yikes! It's just bland. It's not interesting. It's not like it's only bad if it's like really bad. Like I've yeah. never had water outside of the state of Florida and gone. That was bad water in the yeah. state of Florida. I say that anytime I drink water in the state of Florida. But... I say, can I have something not water? Wow. Well, how do you feel about stage shows? See, I'm pro stage show. That's the weird okay. thing. Okay. Then let's talk about the stage show at Not So Scary because it's run by the Sanderson sisters and it is amazing. I have seen that show on YouTube. That is a pretty it's cool show. Fun. It's so fun. So usually the way we do the party is we do all the activities and then we catch if we're gonna watch the fireworks. Usually don't <laughs> the fireworks. And then we'll watch the last boo to you, because boo to you runs twice. And then we'll watch the last stage show of the night, which starts at midnight. And it's amazing. And it's fun. And it has all the villains in it. And it's, I wish it was just a stage show at Disney. Like, I wish it played all year. I don't think villains get enough credit at Disney World. We need more villains. I don't think we need more villains. We need more representation of villains. That's all I've got on the party. Because I could literally talk about it for the whole episode. But I don't think that that would be very exciting. You have missed two, at least two, maybe more very important things that do happen at Halloween time. Okay. Well, I mean, I wasn't done with Halloween time. Oh, okay, I was just done okay. with the party. Well, okay. Fine. Okay, fine. What are what are your two important things? My two important things are both ride overlays. Actually, no, there's three now that I think about it. We did talk about one of them. We talked about Space Mountain. 
Okay. There's also uh, Haunted Mansion Holiday, which we'll get to in a minute. Yes. We'll get to that in a minute because I know you want to talk about that very badly. I but do. I want to talk about one that I have not done because I haven't done the regular ride, but it is Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout Monsters After Dark. Oh, yes. Which during the day, it is just the regular Mission Breakout. At night, uh, they take like an hour to like completely close the ride around sunset or so. And then the rest of the night, even non-party nights, just regular nights at California Adventure, it's Monsters After Dark, which has different music, it has different plot line, um, like the Rocket animatronic says different stuff. Wow. Um, well, hot take, I hate that ride, first of Never all. done it. Um, it, uh, it. It's fine. Because um, <laughs> I do love Tower of Terror. Tower of Terror is one of my favorite rides. But... I don't know. I felt like there was too much dead space. Like they make it really exciting and loud when you're like stopped at the screen, but then it's just quiet falling and too much blank space. Like, I don't know. I just felt like it could be better done. I just hate falling. So oh well, that was yeah. a, a non-starter <laughs> for me. I hate regular elevators. So I feel like being in literally a haunted elevator is a no-go for me. Probably so. not a good idea. No. no. So I've done that ride once, and now I don't feel like I need to do it again. So the chance of me ever experiencing a Monsters After Dark, probably very low. Unless I, like, go to Disneyland with someone that wants to do it. But probably not. I, I did just the queue, because I'm a big Marvel fan. Uh, so I really wanted to see the queue, because there's a lot of really cool Marvel stuff in the queue. Um, and I just said, hey, I don't really want to do the ride, but I want to, you know, go with my friends on the through the queue and they were like "Mm, all right whatever and then they uh pulled me out right before the ride and said head down this way that's where the exit is so i did that and then i hung out in the gift shop yeah sounds about right um the queue was really cool i really liked the queue a lot amazing queue super cool especially if you're a marvel fan there's so much obscure stuff there's stuff from agents of shield which is like never reference anywhere else outside of agents of shield and i think that's awesome yeah that was really cool it was a really cool queue. from the part that i saw i fast passed it but oh yeah no way i also went through the fast pass queue but... okay i was like just making sure we're like <laughs> clear i did not wait the hour and a half for that ride okay but i also do want to talk about haunted mansion holiday right let's do that because i mean we covered space mountain it's not that exciting at night and halloween time actually let's cover it in disneyland real quick we talked about disney world where they just turned the lights off Yes. Okay. What's Disneyland? Like, I kind of think I know what it does, but I don't. So in Disneyland, they call it Ghost Galaxy. And as far as I can tell, the plot is basically there is a galaxy that is actually a ghost and it is trying to eat you. Okay. So I I guess it's Pac-Man, but a ride. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It's basically like they play some spooky noises and there's a picture of a galaxy that looks kind of like a ghost. And that's pretty much it. That's lame. It is pretty not awesome, especially when they have the Star Wars one that they've done before, the Hyperspace Mountain, which looks amazing, and I absolutely want to do it. Um, I did Hyperspace Mountain in Disneyland Paris, and it was my favorite Space Mountain I've ever been on. Well, and that one goes upside down. Yeah, it was really fun. <laughs> Haunted Mansion Holiday. Right, yeah. I want to know what you thought about it first. So, I thought it was really cool i have seen parts of but not technically all of the nightmare before christmas what yeah i know i know i should get around to it i just haven't i'm just not a huge halloween person but it's fine it's fine everything's fine don't worry about it 
but I still liked it. I thought it was really cool. I don't think it should be around at Halloween time because I think that the regular Haunted Mansion is more Halloween-y than the Nightmare Before Christmas, the Haunted Mansion Holiday. I think the Haunted Mansion Holiday is great for Christmas, but it doesn't yes. really feel like Halloween as much as the original Haunted Mansion does. No, and I totally agree with that, actually. That being said, when I went for Halloween last year, there was already snow on the castle. So take with that what you will. I understand why they do it for Halloween, because it takes so long to set up that they have to, you know, do it early so they can get their full, like, quote-unquote money's worth of destroying the ride to put Nightmare Before Christmas over it. But I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really cool. It's one of the best layovers I've ever seen of a ride. It's pretty, it's a pretty thorough redo. I see why it takes as long as it does. And also that is a good part of why they probably don't just do it for Christmas because, you know, you have to take it down for a few, probably a few weeks, I think. It's six weeks that it's down for. So it's cool overlay, but I feel like it really does change the Haunted Mansion. Which is both a good thing and a bad thing. There's a lot of cool parts. I like in the queue in the beginning, there's all these paintings and like Zero flies around on the paintings, which is super cool. I also really liked just, I don't know, I obviously really like Halloween. So like seeing the Halloween town parts of it was really cool. And the Christmas parts at the end were really cool. And it's just a really nice overlay. Like I think they do a great job. And the giant gingerbread house in the ballroom is probably the coolest part of the whole ride. Like seeing a massive six foot gingerbread house just like sitting in the haunted mansion. (laughs) Yeah. Overall, I give it like a a seven for Halloween, like an eight and a half for Christmas. Okay, I would do it a little higher. I do an eight and a half for Halloween and a ten for Christmas, but like <laughs> I actually I think the Haunted Mansion is overrated. I don't think it's not a great ride. I think it is a great ride, but I think that it is it is overrated. Sorry. 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 I'm not gonna comment on that because that's gonna derail really heavily. Um, one of my favorite rides. I can quote the whole ride. Uh anyways, I listen to Grim Grinning Ghosts when I get ready work or school in the morning uh one thing i do want to like lastly talk about like specifically about the parks and halloween is the decorations i like it i I really like that part disney world's decorations are so disappointing once you've seen disneyland's yeah true yeah yeah yes yeah yeah so disney world has scarecrows dressed as different like costumes on main streets they have like a bakery and an emporium and it's all i can think of on main street there's more i'm sure (laughs) um so they have them dressed up like that and then they have like two stacks of pumpkins that like hypothetically if you're lined up right create an arch over the castle but that's it and then like the obviously the pumpkins on the light poles disneyland though they have like pretty much the whole part goes all out it's mostly kind of fall stuff more so than halloween i would say on main street it's definitely more halloween Well, you have to start the outside of the park first. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So, I mean, even just in the Esplanade, like the entirety of the entrance to California Adventure gets completely redone. There's a big Oogie Boogie out on front. Um, You know, know, all the bunting is changed to, you know, orange and yellow. and... And you have the Fab Five as pumpkins on top of the entrance to Disneyland. Amazing. I think you enjoy that a lot more than I do, but it is neat. It's cool. I like it. Oh, okay. Well, then let me talk about my favorite part about Disneyland. Okay. At Halloween is the giant pumpkin on Main Street. Is it one pumpkin? Is it technically three pumpkins? Why would it be three? 
Because the ears. Oh, okay. Sorry. I guess technically three pumpkins, but it's a giant jack-o'-lantern that's shaped like Mickey, and on one side he's smiling, and on the other side he's winking, and it's the cutest thing in the entire world, and I love it. 100%. The best part of Halloween at Disneyland. And when you're standing by the Mickey pumpkin, and then you see, like, Mickey in his vampire costume, and Goofy, like, in his skeleton costume, and Minnie in her witch costume, and, like, when you see them walking around Main Street, it's just nothing better in the whole world. Characters and costumes are definitely underrated. So, I think that's super so cool. So cute. I just, I wish they could do it more, but I know it's, like, a Halloween thing, but, like... I still wish that they would bring back, I think, last year at California Adventure, I think it was for Halloween... They had Donald and Goofy in their Kingdom Hearts costumes. And I was like, oh, yeah, they did. I need to see that. And I didn't get to. But that's so cool. As someone who is a big Kingdom Hearts fan, I think that's awesome. That's super cool. And it makes me so sad that they're so rare. You know, maybe next year? We'll see if Kingdom Hearts is still popular. The thing last year was Kingdom Hearts 3 was coming out. So, or came out. Oh, that's oh, it was. This episode has been brought to you by Pumpkin Spice Lattes, fueling Bree's caffeine addiction one fall day at a time. I want to pretend like that's not all I'm drinking right now, but that's the creamer I have in my fridge at the moment also. So I did appropriately buy peppermint creamer today too, so that I'm ready for Sunday. Switch with holidays. Um, This episode has also been brought to you by the song Spooky Scary Skeletons. If you haven't heard it yet, Go listen to it on YouTube. It'll shun sivers down your spine. <laughs> because it's stuck in my head. And it's all that's been playing in my head for the last week. Now it's stuck in my head too. <laughs> You're welcome. So continuing our spooky theme, uh, we're going to talk about haunted things at Disney. Ooh. Oh, there it is. I was waiting for the sound effect. Thank you. Well, I would like to tell a personal story from my time working at Disney. If you don't believe in ghosts, you'll probably think this is total BS. But it's real and it was scary and it's true. So (laughs) uh, I worked at Living With The Land on my first college program and it's the oldest ride at Epcot. It's an original attraction and I worked there before it got refurbished So the pretty shiny new one you see now is not the one that I worked at. And every night you have to put the boats back in the garage where boats go. And so it requires walking through the ride to get to that point to like turn the machines off and send them into storage. And I really avoided doing it because first of all, it's creepy because they turn all the music and lights off. So you're just sitting there with like screens playing and it's quiet and horrible. So I was just... Standing there one night, it was me and this other girl, because you you can't go alone, that's not safe, and it's me and this other girl, and we're standing there, and we kind of, like, hear something move, like, there's a bunch of crates off to the sides of the scenes, and it sounds like a crate move, and so we're like, okay, it must be maintenance, they must be walking the ride, but we kind of shine our flashlights down there, and we're like, hello, like, is anyone there? And then, like, we hear it again, and we hear another crate move, and we're like hello? Like, anyone there? And at this point, the boats are pretty much in. We're just waiting to close the garage door. And then we hear footsteps, very faint footsteps from across the ride, like across the water. And there's no way to get across the water or anywhere. And it sounds like it's echoing down the tunnel of water. And we go, hello? Like, is anyone there? And no one was there. And so we get back 
to like put our keys back and everything and we go you know was maintenance out on the ride like we heard someone like moving stuff around and they're like no and the maintenance guy's standing like right there he's like no no one's out there and we're like okay <laughs> that's fine and this happened repeatedly like pretty much anytime I go to boat storage you you could hear just weird things like footsteps or you know, shuffling of crates. And you know, it wasn't the maintenance people because usually if you heard footsteps, you heard like keys or them like talking. But if it was just footsteps on the right, like, so it would just be really faint. And sometimes like when we do it, or if we had to reset something, or when you tour the ride on your first day, you go into the farmhouse that's on the ride. Fun fact, it is an actual full house. There's furniture and everything in there. You can go in and like sit in chairs and stuff. It's fully decorated. Why are you shaking your head now? I was amazed. Uh, why? Oh, why? Um, I don't know. I No one knows. And then to continue the, the theme of hearing things, sometimes if you're in the farmhouse, you'll hear a knock on the door or furniture will move upstairs. Sometimes if you go in for a tour, you will go into the farmhouse and the chair will be in one place. And then the next time you go in later in the day, it'll be in a different place. So things like this will happen all over the ride. There's never been any like alarm triggers or anything. There's never been like, it's never been like, you never see anything. It's just like noises throughout the ride. And like, obviously you get pretty familiar with your ride. You know what sounds are normal. So yeah, so I fully believe living with the land is haunted. And yeah, I don't know who would haunt it, but I definitely think it is haunted. And I've seen some really scary stuff like happen while I was there. If you had to haunt a ride, what ride would you haunt? Would it it's be living with the land? Small world's a good good choice. Although that would be really like kind of anticlimactic because it already feels so haunted anyway. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but you could make dolls, like, heads spin around and stuff. Like, it would be pretty cool. I guess, but, like, they're kind of generic enough that it's possible okay, that that's fine. just what they're supposed what to do. What ride would you haunt? I would haunt uh, Rise of the Resistance, because I haven't gotten to go on it yet. <laughs> I like that you assume you're going to die before you get to go on it. <laughs> well, I'm thinking, like, if I, if I, you know, get to haunt it right now. If oh, I ha- okay. If I am haunting it later, then I'd probably pick, you know... A different ride. But honestly, maybe I would still pick Rise of the Resistance. It's supposed to be really good. But what if people just thought you were a hologram? You know, honestly, I'd be okay with that. I'm a good enough... I did I did theater in high school. I can be a performer. I don't mind. <laughs> okay, well, if you... Yeah, that's a good ride. I also would hypothetically pick Tower of Terror because you could really scare people. That's true, but people are already kind of, like, ready to be scared. I don't really that's know fair. that that's where I want to be haunting. Find the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Make That's a good choice. Head spin That's a great all choice. That is absolutely the right choice. <laughs> okay, there it is. That's that's it. That's where we're gonna end up. I want my ashes spread on the adventures of Winnie the Pooh just to be vacuumed up in a Disney vacuum cleaner and thrown <laughs> into a Disney dumpster. Actually, probably not just a regular thing because it's biohazard. Which is insulting, but okay. So, do you want to talk about the man that wanders Disneyland? Not really. That sounds scary. <laughs> Oh, I thought it was scary, too. That's why I put it on. I didn't read it. Oh. (laughs) I mean, there's a lot of, like, folklore stories out there about, like, oh, someone died on a ride and now you can see them and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yes, lots of people. Fun fact, though, about Disney is that 
they deny people ever dying there. So if you die on Disney property, they'll actually wait until they take you out of the park to declare you dead. So this is mostly true. However, there are cases where people have died on Disney property, have been, you know, it's it's usually really, really extreme circumstances. So the man. So the guy. I haven't gotten that far. Hold on. Oh, okay. Well, it started out with this video that became a viral quote unquote viral that was before videos kind of became viral about something that was captured on Disneyland's cameras at night um and to give a little more backstory uh, of what I do know about this is these are the actual security cameras from Disneyland these were recorded and released by a security guard who is no longer with the company for obvious reasons for obvious reasons but yeah Paul you want to tell us what you see in these videos I do Am I watching all of the videos? No, I just, I, I mean, I've watched all of them, but like, you don't have to, just as long as you get the gist that you see what you think you're seeing. So we're looking at what, the Haunted Mansion here? Yeah, it's the path down from the Haunted Mansion is what I think yep. it is. And then you see a guy walking down the path and then he's gone. Oh, no, wait. Mm-hmm. Oh, what? Oh, oh. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's very strange. It looks like he walks yep. through the gate. Uh-huh. I think it's just a reflection. But look at what it looks like he's wearing. Um, I don't know. I can't see. What does it look like he's wearing? In photos that I've dug up on this, it looks like digitally rendered. People have digitally rendered it to like make it brighter and darker and such. And it looks like he's wearing like a suit jacket and pants, which is not what Disney security wears. No, in fact, you have to be either an insane guest or, yeah, like a big wig at the company. Yeah. So... I don't know. I've watched the video a couple times and it looks like he just, he walks straight through the gate. The gate doesn't open and he's just gone. The thing that's strange to me about this one though, is you see there's all of these like specular reflections. I think that's the right term. Just Mm -hmm. the beams of light coming out of all of the lights. He also emits one though. Right. Which makes me think that it's maybe a reflection. But what would it be reflecting off of? Yeah, I don't know. It's a good question. I mean, we've both walked that path. We both know, like, what part of Disneyland. Yeah, I haven't walked the, the backstage part of the path, but but the regular part I have. It's pretty weird. It is weird. And this has been reported multiple times, not just when this video cited. A lot of times, if they're doing overnight stuff in the park, people will hear footsteps around them. They will see just something out of the corner of their eye walk past them. Let me tell you, it is really spooky to walk down anywhere in a park when it is closed. It's terrifying. It's absolutely terrifying. Not necessarily because of it's haunted, just it's like, this feels so wrong to be here. Yeah, especially if it's early morning. Like, in the dark in the morning. That's the worst. It's so scary. <laughs> What's the weirdest time you've been at a park, like, as an employee? As an employee? Um. Oh, it was... When I was training at Living with the Land, um, we had to be there for all the opening shifts, and opening shifts start at like 6 a.m., 5.30, and we had to be there even earlier because you have to go over pamphlet stuff and all sorts of training. And so it was Easter morning that I was there, and I had literally had to take the first bus to Epcot and walk through the park, and it was really weird because it's Flower and Garden Festival during Easter, and so there were just like these massive like fire truck sized trucks parked all over Epcot watering the flowers <laughs> and just a bunch of landscape guys everywhere. And it was so weird because the park music wasn't on and it yep, was just quiet yep, and yep, water. Yep. That's what's so spooky. People talking and it's so weird. 
Yeah, it's so weird. When parks are quiet. Don't like it. I don't like it at all. I went to training. I'm trying to remember what time I got there. I know I ended up waking up at like 2.30, so I would have probably gotten there about 4, 4.30. When I was there at like 4.30, there was, I mean, I don't think there was anybody there. Maybe third shift was still there, but I don't think so. But yeah, I've also been at times where, you know, there's just big floodlights on and they're cleaning the floors and everything. It's pretty amazing, all the stuff that Disney does behind the scenes, even to cast members. Yeah, I mean, unless you work third shift, you really don't see it ever. To be clear, it's behind the scenes to cast members. It's not things that they're doing to cast members. Oh, yes. <laughs> to be clear. Yeah, it's the one time you get like a true behind the scenes experience as a cast member is when you walk through like in the morning before the park opens. You're like, whoa, wait. It's absolutely wild. Super insane. But back to the man in Disneyland. Um, a lot of people speculate that it's Walt Disney himself walking the park, which I wouldn't put past. If Walt was going to haunt anywhere, he would haunt Disneyland. And a lot of people do think he haunts Disneyland, actually, um, because for those of you who don't know, you can do Walk in Walt's Footsteps tour, which is a tour where you go behind the scenes and you get to go into the, his apartment above the fire station in Disneyland, which is super cool. I did it two summers ago. Highly recommend. Super expensive. Don't know if it was worth every penny, but I got a stand in Walt's apartment, so maybe, maybe worth every penny. But a lot of people say that... When they do the tour, they'll hear things in the apartment or um, cast members who work the tour are responsible for locking up and cleaning up the apartment at night. And they will originally, after Walt died, they kept the lamp that's infamous in the firehouse window to represent Walt Disney's presence. They turned it off every night. But then when they would get there in the morning, it would be turned on and it would be the same cast member who went up and turned it off at night and he'd come in in the morning to open the apartment and it would be turned on again. So a lot of people think Walt is still there and that's why they just leave the light on now because every single time they tried to turn it off, it would just be on again the next morning. So I wouldn't put it past that video being Walt walking around Disney having a heart attack at Galaxy's Edge because he'd be like, what is Star Wars? <laughs> Bri, you want to talk about one last Halloween thing? I do. Uh... Jack Skellington is the worst character in the parks because it's such a trashy costume. I think it looks so bad. That's my hot take. Hold on, I'm gonna look it up. I, see, I still think it looks good. I just... When you see it in person, you can see his gloves. You can yeah. see where his neck connects. Yeah. It's like you are the Walt Disney Company. Put some money in... Well, obviously not right now because I don't have any, but put some money into it. I don't know, man. I think you're just being picky. And Sally, also on the topic of Nightmare Before Christmas, her sleeves are so baggy. Like, make the sleeves tighter if you want to make it look like she actually has doll arms. That's your problem? How hard is it to fit your costumes? Look, at, you're working with human anatomy here. You only have so much you can give. So yeah, that's my problem. Those are my problems. <laughs> well, that is terrifying. Thank you? Terrifyingly bad opinion? No, I just like Halloween themed oh yeah that's spooky what's a spooky fire scale how haunted is um, disneyland ember to ghost flame like the ghost light where is where is where do you think it is where is what disneyland yeah where is disneyland on on the whatever our ghost fire spectrum is on our ghost fire spectrum disneyland at halloween time breaks the scale it can't even be contained on how great it is all right that's my opinion what about hauntedness? Hauntedness? Oh, I think Disneyland's super haunted. I have no doubt there's ghosts walking around Disneyland. You don't 
knock down that many orange groves and have a founder and co-founder who are both dead now and not have ghosts you never know you never know where would you put disneyland um i think halloween time i think i'd put it at like a good solid like raging fire not like a like towering inferno okay. but just a like that is a good solid you know good like b b plus level oh, of fire okay. you know like i no issues with that at all it could be better i suppose but overall excellent effort how would how would you make it better i mean it's disney dude look yeah. i don't know i'm just saying they could make it better there there are always ways to improve Okay, okay, okay. Fine. Where would you put hauntedness? How haunted do you think Disneyland is? I mean, I guess it kind of depends on what we're comparing it to, right? Like, if we're comparing it to a graveyard, not that haunted. But if we're comparing it to, like, you know, just a regular house, yes, it's 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 pretty, pretty haunted. Okay, that's that on Halloween then. Next year, go to the Disney parks for Halloween. We're not going to promote that this year. Yeah, don't do that now but definitely don't go to disneyland because there's nothing there <laughs> it's closed it's closed sort of we'll talk about that next week we will talk about that next week one thing i do really want to promote really quick as we wrap up is today is tuesday the 27th. 27th and we are officially one week away from the united states election if this is where you're listening from and we would just like to encourage everyone to vote because the scariest thing anyone can do this year is not vote. And also not just this election and not just in the United States. If you have the right to vote and there is an election coming up at any point, you should vote because it's important. It is important. And if you don't have a right to vote yet, keep fighting for that right to vote because that still exists in a lot of places too. So everyone should vote. It's important. So you can follow us on Twitter at Signal25Podcast. And you can find us on Instagram at Signal25Podcast. If you have a comment or a question, feel free to shoot us a DM. Are our DMs open, Brie? I think so, probably. Our DMs are open. So feel free to slide into our podcast DMs. And share us with your friends. Slide us into your friends' DMs. Are we going to give another emoji to, to share us with? Last week we used cheese. Last week was cheese. If you share us this week, you should use the skull because it's Halloween. The skull and fire. And fire. Yeah. But we didn't make fire last week. so. No, no, I understand. But like skull makes it sound like death. Like Oh, we just want it to be like a fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I don't want it. I don't want to give people the impression that either this is like deathly terrible or I'm laughing so hard I'm dead because our podcast is is neither of those things. No, neither of those things. So use the skull, use the fire, tell your friends, share the podcast, follow us on social media and stay safe and stay spooky. I'm Bree. I'm Paul. And this has been Signal 25. Boo, Boo to, to you. you. And happy Halloween.